0: I have such a fear of flying that I've done everything I can to avoid getting on an airplane. I flew for the first time in 1969 when Howard Webb, then Chair of Southern Illinois University's English Department, insisted that I fly in for my job interview, though I kept offering to drive the 650 miles from Kent State University. I had to fly again in 1974 when I was invited to speak at a James Joyce conference in Dublin, Ireland. It was a great career opportunity for a young faculty member in Irish Studies, but the experience of flying across the Atlantic Ocean was so traumatic that I swore I'd never fly again. When our kids grew up and scattered from coast to coast, my wife Anita and I frequently drove across America to visit them. We enjoyed seeing all those places Nat King Cole sang about in Route 66, but we've now reached an age where we're one wrong turn on a trip to sunny California from sailing into the Grand Canyon like Thelma and Louise. Our kids managed to get us on a plane from St. Louis to Los Angeles for a wedding and the birth of a new grandson, but only when they agreed to take turns babysitting us on the flights. They finally convinced us, on our last trip to Los Angeles, to fly first class and let the airline do the babysitting. Things couldn't have gone better after we arrived at Lampert in St. Louis. We headed to the first class counter to pick up our tickets and check our luggage, then went through a special security checkpoint. When we arrived at our boarding gate, we were feeling pampered, privileged, and only mildly hysterical. We also discovered, once we got to our gate, that we'd have some special company on our flight to Los Angeles. Sitting directly across from us was former Cardinals great Albert Pujols. Though he'd flown the Cardinals' nest two years ago to play for the Angels, apparently he was still living in the St. Louis area and likely going to L.A. on business. We tried not to stare, but we wanted to see if Cardinal fans walking through the terminal would approach their former hero for an autograph, or just to say hello and wish him well. Because of his hulking appearance, there was no missing Pujols, but people passing by kept their distance. While I was fantasizing about talking baseball with Pujols on our flight, the television screen flashed a CNN breaking news report that there had been a shooting at the LAX airport. Several anxious minutes later, our cell phone rang, and our son Stephen told his mother not to say anything, but our flight had been canceled. He said we should discreetly head back to the first-class counter and book a later flight. Anita's reaction, unfortunately, was to yell out, Our flight has been canceled, which sent everyone at our gate scrambling to book another flight. Despite the chaos, Anita and I made our way back to the first-class check-in. While we were waiting for the ticket agent, I noticed that the ubiquitous Albert Pujols was right behind us. The agent apologized and told us she had only coach seats for the next flight to Los Angeles. We took the tickets, but when we turned to go back to our boarding gate, we noticed that Albert Pujols was gone. Several hours later, we arrived at LAX Airport, which was now a crime scene after the shooting and killing of a TSA agent earlier that day. As for Albert Pujols, he wasn't on our flight, though I imagine with his resources, he had no trouble finding another way to Los Angeles. A week later, Anita and I flew back to St. Louis without incident and in first class. There were no delays and no Albert Pujols. As for the odds of our ever crossing paths with Pujols again, they're about as long as our getting on another plane anytime soon. This is Pete Peterson for Reading Baseball.